Welcome to Albuquerque Real Estate Talk with Tigo and Tracy Venturi, the Venturi Group of Real Broker here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're uh, episode 465, Tracy. Uh, balloon Fiesta's over. It's uh, fall. Unbelievable weather for Balloon Fiesta. And now, above normal temps. What a beautiful weekend. And there's so many great things you can do this weekend that we're going to talk about. That's great. You know, it, it was a good year. I, I think it was one of the best years I remember for for weather with not really it was any, really one day was a bust right yeah as far as Just i recall Thursday. it was only one day so anyway yeah that that was great it was great was great to see so many people in town and all the balloons and such a good time you know i had a i had a, a facebook post that went viral because i i used an ai image generator to do an image of the balloon fiesta with a solar eclipse i used dolly three which is the OpenAI AI image generator and it did this beautiful image and I posted it and I didn't think much about it and I guess it got shared all over the place people were were checking it out so anyway that was kind of interesting I didn't think much about it but a lot of people saw it yeah and so it's interesting too Tigo I know this isn't where you were going but it's who who really is responsible for it you know you didn't post created by Tigo Venturi no right but no. all of a sudden it was out there and it was a lot of people were reposting it but some people were claiming that they had made it and you're like okay well it's all AI so who really made it but yeah I know well you gave it the prompts and who, who and the thing is who somebody, knows? somebody could have put the same prompts and the same picture showed up it, it, exactly yeah exactly yeah. so anyway it was um, kind of interesting the the thing that's great is the uh, New Mexican food restaurants are all available again for all of us. We know they were jam-packed during Balloon Fiesta and, you know, it's fall. So the, the town's not quite as busy as it was. Well, we went to the Little Anita's over by our house here on the west side by uh, Corrales Road and it was jammed. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, you know, those guys are great there. We've been going there for years and but they were they were busy, so I was happy to see that for me. Well, it was off hours too yeah. when we went. It wasn't like prime lunchtime. Yeah, we went and they had a wait, so it was good good for them. Um, so Tigo, couple things going on this weekend. Yeah. So the parade of homes is going on this weekend still. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but Saturday, Sunday, uh, parade of homes ten to five. They have uh, Central New Mexico. Homes of Enchantment Parade is what you would want to Google to get the full schedule. But there's a home in the East Mountains, very custom. Um, anyway, it, it, lots of great houses and, and different builders. Um, just nice opportunity to get out. But if you're going to get out and look at houses, why not look up some open houses also? We have some for our uh, home sellers that have chosen to list their properties with us, as well as our website lists all the open houses that are showing up in the multiple listing service. So we'd be happy to put a map together for you or schedule a time to show you those homes. And we could stop in at some of the uh, homes being built that are in the Parade of Homes. Yeah. So the Parade of Homes, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's sponsored by the uh, Central New Mexico Home Builders Association. And you get out there and, and see what people are building and what they're doing and some customs, some production, uh, sometimes as remodels. I don't know if there's any remodels this year, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to see some of the latest design trends, some of the latest appliances, finishes and all that good stuff. Exactly. So I said 10 to 5. It's actually 11 to 5. Um, so some of the local builders, mm -hmm. um, Hakes Brothers, Amherston Homes, Stillbrook, um, speaking of Stillbrook, the parade of homes that they have open are in Moriarty. 
they are building a series of casita type homes that are small and more affordable in Moriarty. They have several lots there. So if you're interested, you know, we'd be happy to tell you more about that. Because yeah, we did do a story on that and talked about it a little bit a few, gosh, it's been a few months now. But yeah, it's, it's an interesting concept because of the challenges with affordability right now. They're, you know, looking at different solutions to uh, get people into homes at a reasonable price. And speaking of Moriarty, so uh, Melissa Romero on our team, she is from that part of the, the city and her husband teaches or is a principal in the schools in Moriarty. And, you know, she's like really happy that her children are in school there. It's going great. And they've got that small town feel, but they're close to Albuquerque. So uh, there might be an opportunity for some of our listeners that are looking for a new home in that more affordable range and don't mind Moriarty and that nice small friendly community. I mean, no, don't mind. It's, it's like, it's great. It's, it's a, it's the small town. It's yeah, the country I, field. Yeah I, yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So also the signature community for the parade of homes is Monarch at Mariposa. And for those of you who are familiar or not familiar with Mariposa, it's Northwest Rio Rancho. A lot of people that look at properties in Placidas end up choosing uh, Mariposa because they have beautiful community center. It's paved streets, underground utilities, and you can still get those big views back to the Sandias from there. It's amazing how when you go out to North Rio Rancho, the mountains seem bigger and closer, don't they? Yeah, you know, it is. It is. When we're in town, we think we have the best view, but when I'm in North Rio Rancho, I go, wow, look at that mountain. Um, anyway, that's a neighborhood. Monarch in Mariposa is Richmond American Homes, and they're newer to our market. They build a nice um, production built, but nice features in the homes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they're doing in that community that's really special is they have what they call um, ultra garage. So they do an extra high door or an RV on the, you know the house so that people with toys can have a place to put them. So if you you're looking for that, can I put a pickleball court in there? Um, I don't know if the garage is big enough, but you can put a pickleball court somewhere. Um, so Mariposa is Monarch. The the signature uh, community, the build the signature builder is Sun Mountain Homes, and we've seen Sun Mountain Homes participating in the parade of homes for years. They build yeah. a just gorgeous custom homes, yep. um, typically in Corrales. Norm Schreifels is the builder uh, owner of that company, and we've seen his homes over the years and really beautiful craftsmanship. Yeah, for sure. Um, they all, also Westway is is in the parade of homes. Another great local builder. So get out and take advantage of that. It's supposed to be just beautiful weather today, tomorrow. So what a great day to be outside. Yeah, no, it's that it's that beautiful fall time for New Mexico right now. So really, really enjoy it. The the cool nights, warm days. It's it's wonderful. So when we when we used to go to a lot of these parade homes, um, we were always looking at like the appliances, like you said, the latest and greatest countertops, the newest um, gadgets and things. So it, it reminds me of Abrazo Homes. Um, you haven't toured the home in the Balloon Park uh, neighborhood that's um, right next to Balloon the Balloon Park. No, um, I have not. Yeah, they have a, a home there that has all the latest and greatest and you in really cool features like you, there's an app on your phone and you can literally scan the walls and you can see what's behind the walls. And if there's a water leak or how hot the walls are, cold temperatures and things so that 
you, you know, once they close up walls, you don't see those things. And it's, it's pretty cool, all the features in that home. But I think they have one or two homes left to sell in that neighborhood. So if well, you're... Well, that, that's a product that, that uh, Brian's been working on for, it's kind of a, a side thing from, from Abrazo too. So yeah. that, that's a, a whole other conversation we won't go there. Someday we should get Brian on and talk about it because it's a pretty, pretty interesting tech that he's developed for, for homes. Yeah, so. for sure. We should do that. Um, another great event going on, not so much enjoying the outdoor weather, but it, it kind of relates to homes and that's, uh, at Expo New Mexico, it's the home show weekend, yep. uh, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to five on Saturday, 10 to four on Sunday. Um, it's free. However, it does cost $10 to park at Expo New Mexico, but think about all the home shows we've been to over the years, Tigo, and all the great ideas we've had. Um, it's funny because when I think about the home show, I think about spas, jetted tubs and things, right? It seems Sh like there sham was... Sham wows. Yeah, sham wows. But mm -hmm. I mean, I looked at the vendor list, who's going to be at the home uh, home show, and you know, doors and windows, there's a dog training company there, yeah. uh, solar uh, cleaning companies, security companies, flooring companies, renovation, you know, remodelers, kitchen renovation specifically, or whole home insulation, an ironwork, ironwork person yeah. or company, uh, water systems, counters, blinds, garage doors. So a lot of things related to homes. So the home show's free Saturday and Sunday at Expo, just cost to park. I, I guess you could. Yeah, no, I, I I've really enjoyed those over the years, going to those and seeing some of the different techs, the tech, the home tech, if you will, and if even something like carpet, you know, it changes, right? The technology that that they make it with, the windows, the tech has changed, right? More efficient, low e, all the stuff that they do. So it's kind of fun to go out and see and just see what the latest and greatest is, and and also get ideas if you're thinking of doing some uh, remodeling or uh, updating on your home. Yeah. So there's. Two great things this weekend that are home-related for okay, our, our so listeners. I'll take that right into the segue of um, remodeling your home ah. and updating your home, staying in place. Uh, we continue to see a lot of uh, data that, that people just aren't moving. They're, they're upgrading in place or just staying in yeah, place. Yeah. 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 And, and we've seen a... Uh, you know, big decline in the number of homes on the market still this this year. It's about even with last year, but that's still very low. Um, but I got some stats. Oh, yay. I My statomatic. I got some stats on that. I thought you uh, had So some. there's one chart that really jumped out at me. I was on a, uh, a presentation um, from the, the Black Knight Group, now owned by ICE, which also owns the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, or no, yeah, the New York. Yeah, the New York Stock Exchange. Anyway. They have so much data on housing and mortgages and just tons and tons of information. They're, they're just, they can really, really get granular on what's going on in the market. And, and one of the things they, they showed us was a chart regarding the number of homes on the market. And nationally, we're still 45% below the national, what it was pre-pandemic. Mm. So the number of homes on the market, the number of homes were set 45% lower than pre-pandemic which you and I know at that time it was still, you know, it wasn't exactly a, a it wasn't a buyer's market. It was a little bit kind of a, a balanced market. I mean, there was, 
you know, it was, it was strong. And I know by the, the end of 2019, Tracy, we were seeing it. It was really starting to tighten up and inventory was low right. anyway. Right. But so nationally, 45% below pre-pandemic. Albuquerque, 60% below pre-pandemic. Well, no wonder. It feels that way, doesn't it? And, and get this, Farmington, New Mexico is one of the lowest in the entire country for the number of homes, the decrease in the number of homes in the market versus pre-pandemic. And, um, you know, we know Mar Farmington's a different market because it's so oil and gas driven and it, they kind of go through these boom bust cycles, but it's, it, I thought it was, is really interesting. Give but, us the number. I'm waiting oh, to hear. Oh, it was, it's like 75% wow. lower than, yeah. <clears throat> We have a good friend who's a realtor in Farmington. So we kind of keep up on Farmington. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Uh, with Brian up there. Uh, yeah. Um, one of the other things that I that that this particular um, presentation uh, talked about was the shifting prices around the country. And it was really interesting because this is the way that he put it. This is the the big brain economist from, from ICE. And he's, he was looking at Albuquerque and New Mexico you know, specifically, and that Albuquerque's acting more like a Midwestern city, meaning prices have still continued to go up. It's not some of these other hot markets like Phoenix, Austin, Boise, um, you know, even Las Vegas, you know, where you kind of get, you know, we're, we're a little steadier than a lot of the other Southwestern markets. And you and I have talked about that many times before. For sure. Um, well, you think about you know, our economy and the different types of jobs and things that keep us a little, maybe a little bit more steady. Mm -hmm. You know, I think our federal government has quite a bit going on in, in New Mexico that keeps things a little bit steadier. Oh, of course. One of the biggest employers, of course, the schools are one of the biggest employers. Right? Hospitals. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, and then just back to affordability, um, there's been a lot of stats floating around there out in the last you know month or so just basically pointed out that affordability home affordability is the worst we've seen in many many years and and you got to go back i know what you're going to say and i'm going to counter what you're going to say so be ready for it do you think just because we've been married for 25 years you know what i'm going to say i do i might have been going to change the subject like squirrel yeah that's true you could have well you do that too yeah yeah uh, speaking of changing the subject uh, but um um, affordability is the worst in like 20 years. And, and when we talk about housing affordability, we're, we're, we're not just talking about what homes cost we're in, in what the mortgages are. The, that's part of it. The other part of it is what are incomes and, and what happened during that, that pandemic run up here, we, we had over the last three years or so in home prices. And now with mortgage rates over the last year is we've, we've way outpaced, uh, um, what people make basically incomes. However, <laughs> we're better than most. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the top 30 of most affordable in the United States of bigger cities, right? I, th I thought this guy made a really good point. He said, you know, a lot of people say, oh, 7%, 8%. That's not a big deal. When I bought a house, it was 18%. It's like, okay, well, that was a different time, right? In the 1980s, right? And homes weren't, you know, the median price of a home wasn't $350,000 like it is today, right? You know, the, the there. The only time that affordability was worse was in the early 80s when we had those 18% mortgage rates. Of course, what houses cost and what incomes were were very different then exactly. as well. Exactly. But again, so, it, it, so 
it's a challenge. Again, getting back to this whole thing is, you know, Los Angeles, get this, the payment to income ratio for Los Angeles is 73%, meaning the median income would, would take cover, up would take up 70, yeah, there we go, 73% of your income. Now for Albuquerque, it's now 35%, which is high, which is high. Um, but again, it's, it's not as, not as bad as, as many, um, it's, it's more in line with, again, some of the Midwestern cities, not, you know, not some of the hot South Southern and uh, markets. You know, the thing is that the Sunbelt, you know, the, the, the Southern, uh, United States, Las Vegas, uh, again, Austin, Texas, you know, Texas markets, Phoenix, um, have been the hottest markets. So. Again, we're still better than them. Yep. I've already said that like 12 times, haven't I? Totally 12 times. So speaking of moving on and squirrel, let's talk about accessory dwelling units, Tigo, because, you know, the the whole thing with New Mexico or Albuquerque, um, as far as allowing accessory dwelling units like granny flats or casitas or uh, a living unit in addition to the main home. Yeah. So this would be, this is a, a structure. It's separate from the main house. It's on the same property. That's a that's a living quarters. Right, and what we know is they are limited by size. Right, they can't be huge. They have to be a certain a max size of the main dwelling unit. Right, so it's not like you can just build a huge house on the back of you know neighbor of of your lot. It's got to be a certain size. But what's interesting is you know we were, we've been talking to lenders, right? And finding out how can people actually build that and finance it, and what are the the avenues? And there's some some good news out there. Yeah. So Freddie Mac, if if you're not familiar, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are the kind of the two entities, quasi government entities that buy most of the mortgages in the country. Okay. So uh, Freddie Mac has has kind of opened this up to allow for financing for properties with ADUs, and they have this what they call choice renovation mortgage, ADU renovations, Freddie Mac's choice renovation mortgage allows homeowners to renovate their existing residence and add an ADU so they can actually finance that additional build. Um, The other thing that was really interesting about this is if you're going to add that ADU or, you know, casita as we call them, um, you can actually, and you're going to have rental income from that you can include that as part of your your debt to income ratio. Now to help got, offset what exactly. yeah what you can afford as your loan amount. Exactly. What what your you know monthly payment is going to be. So uh, it's an interesting program. It's definitely something you'd want to talk to a mortgage lender about and get all the ins and outs. Um, obviously you got to figure out what it's going to cost to build one of those as there's a lot of variables out there. I will say there in in Albuquerque we do know that you know, recently that that rule changed where if you have an R1 zoned property, you are now allowed to add this ADU or casita on your property. Now, there's a bunch of, you know, guidelines and rules on what you can do and what you can't do and sizes and setbacks and all that stuff. And right? where you can do it and whether or not there's a uh, homeowner association rule against uh, right, it right, or a right. covenant and restriction against it. So there's a lot of things yeah, to look into. The, the caveat is do your due diligence. There's a lot you need to do. However, the city um, in in a, a group and, and Todd Clark, who who's the uh, New Mexico 
uh, Apartment Advisors is his company. He does a lot of apartments and multifamily uh, uh, real estate sales. He's very involved in in putting together uh, some kind of pre approved plans for the city of Albuquerque. So you can just, if you use one of these three or four pre-approved plans, you can just go in there, get, get a fast track approval with planning and zoning. Um, so, you know, so we'll, we'll really see where exciting. that goes. Yeah. So, so people that are, are looking for that and looking for that multi-generational or, you know, and multi-generational can go either direction, right? You could be multi-generational bringing in your, your parents, or it could be parents bringing in their kids or, or whatever it is, right? Right, right. Or siblings mm-hmm. joining together. Um, so w- would be really interesting. Maybe some of our listeners know or know somebody who could answer this question that I'm thinking about. So there are many, um, re- you know, accessory dwelling units on properties existing that aren't properly permitted or allowed. You know, we've sold a lot of houses where they have a rental that isn't no. official. They can't say it's rented out when we yeah. sell that property. But I'm wondering if those accessory dwelling units that existed can get approval so that they're okay and not feeling like they're under the line of what's acceptable. So if anybody knows if a, existing an, yeah, can, an, can become legal, so to speak. <laughs> that's an interesting question for sure. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't considered that. Yeah. Um, Tracy, I saw a, a great thread from my one of my favorite go-to market analysts, uh, real estate market analyst, Logan Manashami. Um, he, he does this, these great threads on Twitter. And uh, he was replying to somebody talking about, you know, claiming that there's going to be a bunch of distress. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I call it Twitter? It's, mm. called, it's called X. Yeah. On X. He, uh, anyway, he was replying to some, you know, saying that there's a bunch of stress in the housing market and, you know, things are going to start crumbling down very soon. And he went through this whole series of data points. You know, first thing he points out is that mortgage origination, mortgages that are out there, people that have mortgages or have gotten mortgages over the last, really since, um, I'm looking at the chart here, since 2020 in particular, have extraordinary credit scores. People are in really good shape that purchased home over the last five years in particular, but definitely way better than back in, you know, 03, 04, 05, when we really had our problem. 06 was was the worst, where, where people that really shouldn't be buying homes were buying homes, and that was part of the problem. We're not seeing that today, right? right. So that that's one piece of it. Um, another piece of it is the adjustable rate mortgages. He's got this great chart that shows the U.S. versus the rest of the country and how we finance home mortgages. The 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is very unique to the United States. It's not a common thing around the the world. And it puts the United States at the very, very low level of the number of people that are on adjustable-rate mortgages. Now, we do know that's changed since about a year, a year and a half ago, right? Because we had that big run up in, in mortgage rates. So there are people out there with adjustable rate mortgages right now. Yeah, they're, they're hedging, right? They're going, well, I'll take a little lower rate and maybe three years, no, I could go up a lot higher than what the market is right now, but they feel like they can lock in a better rate if they do this now. 
one thing I will say to the people that go, oh, here we go again, a bunch of people adjustable rate mortgages are going to get reset and they're going to be in trouble. Well, the difference today than it was back in 2006, for example, is you actually have to qualify for the higher <laughs> payment. Back then, all you had to do was qualify for the teaser, the teaser payment, you know, right. and that was part of the problem. Right. Um, delinquencies is the other thing. The number of delinquencies is just still all-time low levels, meaning, you know, people that are behind in their mortgage payments. Right. So that that's another one. So just, just some things out there. Just know there's not a bunch of foreclosures in the pipeline. Pipeline Homeowners have really good balance sheets, basically. They've got, most people have really good equity. Uh, a third of people own their homes free and clear. You know, uh, uh, 80% of people have a 5% mortgage or less. So, you know, again, there's not a lot of distress or anything that looks like there's going to be stress in, in the housing market. Sounds good. Yeah. I love how you do the deep dive with someone who does the deep dive because, you know, you're always, you know, going to that micro level. And so when you say, Hey, this ice is somebody that dives really deep in. Well, th this was interesting. I mean, it was a one hour webinar. It was sponsored by uh, New Mexico MLS, which is different from Southwest MLS, which is I'm the president of, but uh, it was really well done. I, I really appreciated him doing that and really breaking it down. And, and I'll tell you, you know, my takeaway was that New Mexico is in a pretty good position over the next few years is, is, and he basically said that he said, what I see in the data is that New Mexico is in a healthy position for the housing market. We don't see anything that's going to uh, cause, you know, big challenges, you know, some like, unlike some of these other markets that have had these big up and downs. Yeah. Right. So changing the subject. Yeah. The squirrel just ran through the room. Yeah. We had a interesting team meeting um, this week. Yep. And I was thinking about, you know, we had this conversation with team members and it was very interesting because we were talking about new construction and the benefits of new construction and why someone might want new construction. Well, we had um, a builder in uh, at our meeting and they are offering $25,000 in flex cash right now for any home that can sell before the end of the year or a couple days before the end of the year so they can get it in their books for this year. Um, and they have homes mostly in Rio Rancho, a little bit in uh, West Side Albuquerque, priced in the 350000 to 450000 range. And we were talking with Sarah Meyer Mays with One Trust Home Loans, who's one of the preferred lenders for this builder. And that $25,000, how much that can go towards maybe buying down the interest rate, helping somebody to get into one of these new homes. Um, so if you're interested in new construction and maybe want to go look at those new homes, give us a call. We'd be happy to schedule something. But one of the, um, not but, you know, the, the thought about the conversation we had about the benefits of new construction, you know, all different points that people were pointing out was interesting, right? Yeah. It's like you, you've got, well, first off, I always, I always joke. I always say it's the the new car smell, right? It's new. It's new. Yeah. New is Nobody great. else has been there. Yeah. Nobody's pets lived there. Yes. You know, for people with allergies to dogs, smoke, whatever. Right. To to pets, <laughs> dogs, cats, ferrets, whatever well, lives and, there. And I think the big one that people don't think about is the very little maintenance. Right. So that was. Some of the things that we talked about with new construction, maybe you're going to pay a little bit more than a resale house within a mile of that 
new construction house. Um, however, some of the benefits, your monthly utility expense will probably be less because the energy efficiencies have come so far in the last 10 years. So if you're buying a house that's older versus a new construction, what you pay for gas electric is going to be different on a newer house. It's going going to be less. Most builders here are building to some level of green energy efficiency, even if they're not certifying it. They're still sort of following the code. Of well, and most build of the, green. the building codes here locally kind of dictate it now anyway. Right. So so yeah, you're usually getting a pretty efficient home and the tech. I mean, I was talking about home tech earlier. You know, the, 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 the systems, the, the hot water heaters, the tankless hot water heaters, you know, the furnaces, like the refrigeration, yeah. you know, uh, LED light bulbs, the appliances, everything's just more efficient. Even the windows. Yeah. Low E. Yeah. Uh, you know, remember when we built 21, 22 years ago, Tigo, and we were trying to do low E windows and it was like so expensive. We ended up only choosing windows that we knew we're going to get a lot of exposure during the summer and we put low E there, but not everywhere else. Now it's just common, right? Yeah. But, but another thing besides just lower utility bills monthly, right. To kind of offset maybe that higher mortgage for a house that might cost a little bit more. Think about your first 10 or 15 years in a newly constructed home. How many of those major mechanicals are going to break? Are you going to need a water heater or a new roof or, or, you know, new appliances and things, probably not. So your your costs to maintain your home for many years will be less than buying a resale home potentially. So, And if somebody's interested in new construction, Tracy, I mean, yes, you can walk into the home builder, you know, sales office, but now you're unrepresented. And, and remember, we can help as realtors, we can help you all right. different neighborhoods and give you some of the pros and cons, not just the pros on certain neighborhoods, certain homes, certain properties. So yeah, reach out to us if you are considering new construction to, we'd like to help. Yeah. So there we go, Tigo. Another, another great show in the books, right? We're tracing Tigo Venturi, Albuquerque Real Estate Talk. The best way to reach us is just to give us a call, 448-8888. We have a great team. And uh, we'd be happy to talk with you. If you want to talk about the whole buying process, we can sit down and just kind of go through it and help you be ready. Or if you're ready to sell, same thing. Happy to meet and talk about it.